This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hi, this is the Peter Crouch podcast. This is the Notorious SID. It's part two with Rio Ferdinand, Chris Stark, and of course, Peter Crouch. Listen in. What was a better night out? Night out in Leeds or a night oh, out in Oh, what a question oh. that is. Oh, can you or, or we, London. We have a little backdrop of like a bit of house and garage in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're in different DJ stages Ethan. of your life though, aren't you as well? Which yeah. slightly confuses that, that. Yeah, that. that confuses it a bit. Like, when I was in, in London. But why don't we do like the £170 million question that you got asked. When you were in your prime, what would be a better night out? Leeds or Manchester? Oh, we're we not putting London in this category. Uh, no, no, no. I think we just London, go Leeds and Manchester. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah. yeah, it's not. I don't know. When I was at Leeds, I think this carefreeness was unbelievable in Leeds. To be honest, I used to go out anywhere and let in by the bouncers. They're all Leeds fans, mm. welcomed everywhere. Like they look after you. Yeah, all a young squad, all you, out with your teammates. Yeah, three, four times a week. All dayers, like it was unbelievable. <laughs> like I, you can't, you just say, man, it was just. No, like, man, listen, I was a little bit younger than Rio, right? And I remember um, in London, I was at Tottenham in the youth team, and Rio and Frank are at West Ham in the first team. So I'm in the youth team. I'm me, Ledley. I see Sid. Sid used to be right. He was with Ashley Cole and a few of the, the Arsenal boys, and I'd be out with a few of the Tottenham boys. We're just under where they are, really. So I'd go in like. It was kind of that kind of garage scene, like mm. you know, with like gas club in oh. the, we saw gas club. Where else did we go? It was Buzz TG- Bar. Buzz Bar was it was the T- one. TGI's Sugar Reef. It was going off there Unreal. from, from so there. So I used it? to look at Rio and Frank and that. I used to go, fucking hell, one day. <laughs> <laughs> one day. I'll, <laughs> I'll get there. Oh. <laughs> These boys. <laughs> it used to be a joke, though. Like, you used to see all the lads out, all the boys out. So above me was like Andy Myers and all them boys, Mike yeah. Maldubri and them guys. I used to think the same, like, one day, man. One day. Stan Collymore and Jamie Morley and them people. I used to think, walking around with like the best birds in the country. Like, I used to think, <laughs> one day, yeah, I will have that kind of like appeal. Because yeah. like, right now, I'm getting scraps. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was. But Leeds was unreal. Man- Manchester was great, but it was a different stage of my life then. Mm. And you had to pick and choose a bit more when you went out. But London, nothing could touch London. Because you remember like, you had like Emporium, you had the garage scene. It was a bit more like raw, like, um, what's the place in uh, Vauxhall? Uh, Coliseum. Coliseum, mm. unbelievable. Best best garage place in the, in the UK yeah. and other places, Gas Club, etc. Then you had the upper class, upper market Emporium. Remember that? Mm. Emporium. The best. Yeah. The best. <laughs> Sugar Reef. Sugar yeah. Reef. Yeah. There was a football staple really at that time. Yeah. You'd see everyone there. Yeah. Anyone if you wanted, to, if you wanted to finish the Premier League, you go to one of them places and bomb it. Why after Premier Sugar League's Reef? gone on a Saturday night, <laughs> <laughs> gone, gone. Match of the day is over. Let's <laughs> yeah, cancel match of the day. <laughs> oh, finished. Unreal. <laughs> it wasn't there. Mate. It's a different what a time. Oh, different okay. time. Wow. Wow. Well, it's an all good fun though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon the boys now have the same? Nights out like we used to. No, have like um, no I think chance. it's a different. I think it's a totally different scenario. They I don't can't. Know. They can't I now. Know. The camera phones, all That's the stuff. Yeah, they, they, they. They're not slide tackling birds at the, no. at the bar. <laughs> are they? You know what I mean, remember how many people you see slide tackle someone at the bar? Hold on, I've seen him. I'm taking him out. My eyes are on him. Bang, gone. Mad stuff. 
<laughs> I've never done that, by the way. <laughs> no, I've never done that, no, ever. Okay. It's just the things you've seen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One particular friend, friend of mine, I remember, do you know, it was like the, I think it was the Midlands Awards. They have that, Midlands Football Awards. And I think Gerard Houllier was at Aston Villa at the time. And a um, particular player of Remain Nameless was um, <laughs> spinning right on his back, um, like round and round, like, so he's come in, he's spun and on the dance floor. You remember, this is a football awards do, right? <laughs> um, and anyway, this player's to go right out. Gerard Julio's there, right? Gerard Julio just leans over while he's on his back, um, spinning around. He's, you're, uh, you're a disgrace to your profession. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a disgrace to your profession, young man. Uh, <laughs> and he said he was on his back spinning, going, oh my God. It was it Lee Hendry? <laughs> no, no, no comment. Rio, what was it like... Uh, defending against Crouchy and Sids, what was kind of their strengths and or, or, or weaknesses as you saw, or, or points that you could exploit? Well, I started with Sids. It was um, you just had to watch his runs. He was a good runner from from midfield. Like mm. his game, you correct me if I'm wrong, but his game was like getting in the box, like stealth, oh, stealth, st trying to stealth running behind yeah. off the shoulder, off the shoulder, like on your blind side. So if mm. the balls, if the balls coming in, Sids wouldn't. He wouldn't. I don't think you really run across me. But he'd be coming on a penalty spot, edge of the box, or coming right behind me type thing to get in and try and hit on scraps. But mm. and he was a good, he was he was a hard working, get around people, could play could play one off one or two touch. Mm. So you had to be ready, especially when he was at Reading. Like yeah. he was, he was on four. Difficult, they were a difficult team yeah. to play against, and he was integral in that mm. team. Mm. So um, so yeah, you agree that with was, that? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we didn't really come up against each other, against yeah. each other a lot yeah. because. Obviously, he was in defence and then he'd, he'd have the few marauding runs that would come through. But um, yeah, me me getting the box would always trying to be... Where, it was more so where club, where, where's his weakness? Where, mm. where If that ball comes in, where does he not want to go? Mm. So, but where was Crouchy would have more direct... Well, what about the killer elbows over here then? Did you have... <laughs> yeah, Crouchy was... Um, have, have, you have, you like... have you come up with one of these... We've had a couple of the elbows. There's, yeah. one, there's one picture... No, I think, have you seen the picture? Yeah, no, yeah. No, I think it's the, obviously Liverpool United games, they're, they're heated cool. games. We, right? we had the blue kit on. on. We always got on well. You was, uh, yeah, you had the blue kit on. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think Keane and Stevie had a big, yeah, collision. Big tackle. He done his metatarsal where he broke something in that tackle. Yeah, Keane, yeah, Keen, yeah. And I think it was, just, that was a problem. That's why yeah. he retired, wasn't it? Um, potentially. But I remember, I've got a picture of it at home and I think, Rio, on the wall. I think you've got my, <laughs> my, my, um, like sure. stuff on my neck like that. And I think I've got my hands clenched as if I'm going to buck it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't hit anyone in my life. I'm punching. He's, he's got me like that. And I've got a fist like that as if I'm going to buck it. I'm going to hit him. Like, as if. I, remember, I, remember, I, remember. I was saying you were diving. Yeah, it was that Because I think uh, you, you was on the floor and I've gone to pick you up Good like that. Up. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you're, you're going, you're screaming and swearing at me. But, uh, but those no, games, you, what are they like? Oh, like, unbelievable. Liverpool, Liverpool United was the biggest game in the calendar. Oh. Like, Anfield as well for us was like, it's like it was a hard place to go, man. And obviously Crouchy's up front and he's like all over you. And Crouchy was hard to play against. We, we, you were one of probably the only, probably only players that we always had to prepare for. Like, because... What if, would the managers say? Like, keep him out of the box. Yeah. That's all we used to think. Try and keep him out of the box. Yeah. Then you, then, then you give <laughs> He's yourself. got it. There it He's is. He's got a picture. There it is. Look. Look, look, look. Get that one <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, there it <laughs> is. Um, that's it, yeah. But wow. them games were like, they were like firecrackers going off in them games. But we, we always used to say... Piece? Sorry, just on that point. Because I mean, like, so Rio was saying the manager... Was telling them to prepared, keep, keep yeah. just keep you out of the box. Mm. Yeah, and you know what that used to really annoy me? Did it? Because 
Well, because let's be honest, right? If you you and Vidic keep a high line, right? And like I'm not running in behind mm. unless I've got pace around me. Yeah, you know, so they can go. Then I'm not going to be effective in the mm. slightest, really, because I'm not going to beat you and Rich in a, mm. in a foot race. I'm not going to be able to spin in behind and get the ball mm. in behind. So I just need you deeper and deeper and deeper. And mm. the moment, when you get deeper like that, then I can like the, the midfield's like you know, separated from you, I can get the ball into my chest, I can play from there, or I can pull on the angle, or I can get crosses in, I can score, you know. So, like, everything for me was around the kind yeah. of box, and, you know, if you had a high line, I... I, I your, heart, your heart rate would go up once to... It, there ain't many players that you play against where your heart rate goes up. Like, there's the fast players on the halfway line, you're thinking, right, well, I've got to run behind, your heart rate's going up a bit. But in the box, Crouchy was one of those guys, if the ball's wide, especially... And you're in your box. You've got to know where he is. Like he's one of the only players where, if he went and peeled onto your fullback, which normally you would, mm. I would swap with Gary Neville or Wes Brown and, and go out of the back to stay with him because mm. I know how much of a threat he is. Whereas others, you'd go, I'll, I'll wait here. If he comes and tries to, he ain't jumping over me, that geezer. Mm. But Crouchy, if he gets a run in you, it's game over. Mm. So he was like, you, you had to even for Stoke long throws, like preparing on a Thursday. For long throws, no other game would do that in the year. That's amazing. For like, for, no, because it's crouchy. Yeah. You could do long throws. If someone's every every team had a long throw merchant, it's a crouchy mm. Rory, of course, wasn't it? Yeah, but so, the mad thing is, when you're preparing for them, you, you you've got no one that can throw the ball. No. So you got someone yeah. basically kicking the ball yeah. in like it's a throwing. Yeah. Like they're, right. just, they're launching <laughs> yeah. balls in with their feet as if it's the lap. Mm. But I think I think it's because <laughs> you can prepare like every single game. But because I was so different to everything that y y you see. Like you wouldn't prepare the same. What you'd have to prepare slightly differently. And that's why I love Crouchy at national level with England. Yeah. He should have played more, I think, because I used to look at centre halves. I never. I used to always look at the opposition when a player come on just to see, like, I can see fear or confusion or whatever. When he used to come on, and centre halves used to be looking at their, their centre half going, "What's the plan?" Like, don't know. Looking at the bench, what, what do I do? Like, yeah. they didn't know what to do with him. So you played <laughs> the ball into him, and he he'd always bring it in because they couldn't deal with him. The best yeah. players as well, best centre halves. Big games, you think like, oh, this is a top centre half. They wouldn't know how to deal with him. But I, I used to, I used to prefer playing Champions League or international football yeah. than Championship. Mm. Like I'd find it easy. Like, easy. Sounds, do you yeah, know what I mean? It yeah. sounds stupid, but mm. like I'm playing against people that, that, that don't know how to deal with me, and because mm. they don't deal with this every week, right? So I'm, I know that I got the better of them, and they might be big names and they're top centre halves, but name I know... them, name them. <laughs> 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 Who you bullied and battered? <laughs> <laughs> there's Sam a couple of big ones out there yeah, you know? yeah. and I thought and if you go like oh but he's a top centre half but I'd, I'd, I'd fancy I'd rather him than Darren Moore yeah yeah <laughs> do you know, I mean? because, you know because my skill set I know that I'm going to be able to dominate them mm -hmm. but then what about you dealing with Rio so they're trying to keep you out of the box right is the tactic to dive as Rio's claiming or well, yeah, I don't <laughs> that was really, a one game really dive <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know I think um no, I think uh, you know there's lots of ways of trying to trying to combat that. But um, you know the toughest test in my whole career was mainly in the Premier League. Like when I went Champions League, I felt confident against mm. most people. Um, but Premier League was when you had people like Rio Vidic, you know John Terry and um, you know Cavallio, or you know even so, I, I remember Gary Cahill and Zach Knight. They used mm, to give Bolton, me they were yeah. like Bolton. Mm. They was a that was a big battle, you know. But, but you know when you have that bust up, like and obviously it's in a match and it's fiery and it's big game. Like I totally get that. Did it ever? spill over into national level or did, was it always just sorted there and, and not, not after the me, pitch really. not, 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 not I imagine me, not 
No, not, not with me, but yeah. I think it did happen with, with other players, players yeah. yeah. I think, you know, Gary Neville is so synonymous with with, with Man United and, and Jamie Carragher and, and Stevie with Liverpool or, you know, Arsenal, you know, whatever, with Chelsea, JT and Lampard. They're, mm. they're so kind of ingrained. Rio as well was mm. part of that with uh, Man United as well. And it was all about winning then as well. Yeah. Every, every one of them clubs, it was all about winning the league, winning the FA Cup, winning the Champions League. And there was, they didn't want to... Uh, I, I, listen, I weren't there, but all mm. I could imagine is when you're in that environment together, none of you wanted to give your secrets yeah. away. Who you, did, and you, you hated seeing the other team win. Like, I don't know, it's different now. I don't know. They, well, we'll hear from so these true, players yeah. nowadays, but it doesn't seem like they really... It burns them when another team wins something. Mm. Like, Arsenal seeing City win league, yeah, I can understand it because they were going toe-to-toe. But I think if Arsenal see City win the Champions League, I don't know if it burns them. I don't know if it burns like the Liverpool players when they see the Arsenal team finishing second above them or, or winning the FA Cup. Or, whereas us, any competition that another team won, it fucking drilled the life out of you. Yeah. And like, I, I didn't want to go to England when Chelsea won the Premier, Premier League because I've got to see Frank, JT, Joe Cole, Ashley, Wrighty, Bridget. Fucking, I, I don't, I, hey mate, you're right, but really deep down I'm thinking, for fuck's sake. I say this all the time on the podcast. I say it all the time. I say the, the, the obviously the benefit for England now is that everyone gets on, mm. but I think it's detrimental to the Premier League yeah. because you don't have that right that fierce rivalry, mm. the yeah. rivalry where you know that two teams hate each other. Yeah, and like and I think that is to the detriment of the Premier yeah, League. There's no hate is good for football. Man. I think yeah, so, need, right? it's bad yeah. to say, but you need hate. Yeah, I hated Liverpool. Yeah, I hated Chelsea when they were winning. I hated Arsenal when they were invincibles. But I was mates with a lot of the players, but I couldn't stand them at the time. Which, which is maybe a bit of a disconnect where fans still feel that and maybe it doesn't get represented properly on the pitch at the moment. I still the think they're competitive. Don't the same get me wrong. sort of heat. Yeah, they, they are competitive, <laughs> but uh, it's just there's a different venom. There yeah. ain't yeah. the venom. Yeah. That they build was. it up for one game and then yeah. it, it goes after yeah. that, whereas yeah. that was a sustained period. It was... 100%, yeah. Mm. But then also you have like like the, the kind of the biggest players in those teams like a lot of the time were like local kind mm. of come through the ranks. You know, like look at the City team now, right? How many kind of people Rico, from... Rico, that's it. Sit, mm. You know, from mm. the academy or... You know, the big players like De Bruyne and Haaland, for instance, are from, you know, Gary Neville and Paul Scholes and, Buddy. you know, yeah. they're, they're from the area. They, 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 it's ingrained in them to hate Scousers. And mm. the same the other way around with Stevie and, and Carol. This next part of the podcast is brought to you by BrewDog. So we're sat here with our lost lagers. And for the last month, we've been toasting old friendships and doing something that we've been calling the Lost and Found Challenge. So we've had the likes of Lee Hendry on the pod. We've been uh, reconnecting with Rio Ferdinand as well. Mm. Obviously, that's been fun. And it's just been a chance for us to catch up with old friends. That's what this challenge is about. Uh, and reminiscing, going through some old memories. Mm. But Crouchy, we were talking about this and it feels like there's something that we've missed with this, really. Well, yeah, no, I think there's, there's lots of people, like, you go through your phone book, yeah, you might have lost contact with, but I'm thinking, like, people behind the scenes, like, who have been really good to me over the years. Yeah. I remember Kitman Kev, we've, we've talked about him loads Kit on Man the podcast. Kitman Kev, what a legend. Famous. Portsmouth, right? So, he's someone, I think we potentially even get him on the pod, but I've lost contact with him a little bit. Um, you know, don't you don't see him as much, but he, he, if you remember... He carried my couch when I lived in Port Solent up through <laughs> the the front of the marina, he, he, up a ladder, on his back, on his own. 
So you, you know when I, you when he did that, did you phone him and ask him to do that, or did no, he? Kind of, like, I it said, doesn't look, feel like that's his job. No, I said my my couch doesn't fit through the front door, and it, obviously I've not. I didn't measure any of it, so I just bought a couch that I liked. And went well, I should go in there, and then I realised that I live on the third floor of a marina apartment. Um, so Kev went, I'll sort this. <laughs> I, I came down, he brought a ladder, a rope, and we helped the couch onto his back. And then he strapped it round him. Well, and so you'd like tied walked it up the ladder him. and That's threw it over the balcony. That's I've seen Kev and he, yeah, it, it unbelievable. You never me. said this. You never said, so hang on, he, he moved used to be a, a boxer. sofa he put a by sofa. you literally attaching it with rope around him. Round him. And then he, he went like up a the ladder vertical. Yeah, like vertical. A so he put a, he put a three <laughs> piece hell? suite, a three piece suite <laughs> on his back, right? I swear to you, no. <laughs> I swear and you to thought you. that was reasonable. Wow. No, no, don't even kill, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm, that's why I'm giving him a shout. Well, I think he's, he's very deserving of a shout. I might even send him a lost lager, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Do you feel like he did that kind of thing for everyone, or was it just you? Well, he was He was a, he's a great fella, like, a really nice fella. Couldn't do enough for you. And, and um, he said he could do it. And let's be honest, right? He's a big fella. I mean, he's a heavyweight boxer, right? He's a big unit. Yeah. He's got big hands like that, mm. like bears. And um, it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. It surely it is something it. we need to see, uh, or at least put a, put a request in for Crouchfest. Yeah. Yeah. The man sounds like an absolute Hercules. Yeah. Mm. That was incredible. I mean, he's a bit older now. You know, I was 19 then and I'm 42 now. <laughs> <laughs> not sure how to say this. Well, you never know. You I never mean, he was know. a fit man. Yeah, extraordinary. Okay, that makes sense. Steve, have you got anyone you'd like to shout out? Yeah, I mean, again, like you go through the phone book and there's players that you've been in dressing rooms with and you've uh, you've lost contact. But for me, I'm going to go back to when I was at school. My form tutor, English teacher, Mr. Budimir, was, he, he sort of, he got hold of me and and he got me through my GCSEs, to be fair. I wouldn't have passed a lot of them if it wasn't for him. Um, big Liverpool fan, been in contact with throughout my career. People could say he was probably a bit parched to get tickets because, you know, having contacted me... It's okay sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but don't yeah. you think with teachers, it's it's kind of fair play. If they've been sort of onside, for want of a better phrase, from the start, yeah. that you and you didn't get that job, they kind of invested in you early. I was all for it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've lost contact probably since um, retiring. But um, again, maybe this... See if he can get him down to Crouchfest and yeah. uh, it'd be good to see him. Can he lift sofas on his back? Or? I'm not sure he oh. could carry that one off. Uh, you know, everyone needs a fella who can lift a sofa <laughs> on his back. <laughs> yeah, It's tricky with this because I, I wanted to say I'd like to reconnect with Scott Mills. No, um, yeah. Obviously. Because uh, not just like we did the show together and, and all that, but he's he is one of my best mates. And, and where we got to see each other every day when we did the radio, in case you don't like, used to do the radio with him. Um, we don't get to see each other every day anymore, which is yeah. kind of odd. And I'd like us to to kind of meet more often. Um, so well, maybe maybe it's a good chance mm. to reconnect and, and see what he could do with the sofa. But when, when, when I see, uh, like, like so I think of like people like, uh, you and Scott Mills, like kind of radio, it was like Ant Deck in some ways. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you were that close. Yeah. So like, did, did, it'd be strange if Ant didn't build Deck. <laughs> 
Well, we did have that little period, didn't we, where we saw Deck with with Holly Willoughby in the jungle for a bit, and Strange it was one. you know it was all very good and that, but yeah. it's just one of those. And um, it's you know I love them to bits, and I think it's uh, I think what we uh, I, I guess it's just about reconnecting, isn't yeah. it? So I'd, I'd quite like to do that. God knows what he'd think of Crouch Fest if he if he was there, mm. um, and we'd have to get him doing something. But again, I'm not sure what. He's not really into his mm. football. No, obviously like with sofas. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I do remember one time. Um, Radio 1 wouldn't let me... This is a long segment. <laughs> um, but I do remember, very quickly, I do remember Radio 1 wouldn't let me watch the Watford playoff final. I had to do a radio show that day. Um, we lost 1-0 to Palace. So in a weird kind of way, I kind of got away with it. It was a shit game. Mm. Um, but I went to the nearby pub next to work to catch um, the second half and like half of the first half. I don't know why they didn't let me have it off, but anyway... I went to the pub, but because I was on my own, Scott came with me and just like, he had no interest in the football. Um, took a keen interest in Jonathan Bond, who was the, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even think he was the reserve goalkeeper. I think mm. third choice goalkeeper. Mm. Um, he remembered that now. <laughs> 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 um, but, but yeah, that sort of support, you know, it's the kind of thing you do mm. for your best mates. Anyway, that's what this is all about. It's the lost and found challenge. Um, if any of those stories inspire you, then reconnect with someone. And we want to encourage this and we want you to send in your stories and let us know who you've reconnected with, um, especially like build up the emotion, mm. go full X Factor mm. if you want in your stories. Yeah, so get in touch with us, peter.crouch at acast.com. If you do get in touch, what we're going to do is we're going to send out a few of these 48 packs of Lost Lager, um, which is kind of no better way to say thank you, you know, mm. if you want to reconnect with a mate. Um Reconnect with a mate. We'll send you a crate. 48 pack of Lost Lager. Officially, by the way, the world's best international lager. Connect with a mate. We'll send you a crate. Yes. Fantastic tagline. <laughs> Thank you. Um, if there's anyone out there you want to celebrate with, uh, maybe pay your thanks with a pack of Lost Lager, then BrewDog are giving listeners to the pod an exclusive discount for first-time customers. You need to go to BrewDog.com, use Crouch15 at checkout, my old shirt number, and you'll get 15% off your purchase. Enjoy. Um, really, I got you know I got touch on I got touch on the, those United years and how how kind of good was that team and when did you just feel invincible at that, at that stage? Yeah, I think I was lucky. Like there was a period where you just feel like probably two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, nine ish. You especially in the Premier League, you just felt like every time you went out, it was like we're going to how many we're going to score? Just don't mm. concede. Yeah, and it was. Um, yeah, and and personally as well, you you in your your best shape of your life, you, you physically you're like in like perfect shape, um, and the environment that you are most most importantly was just built to just churn out wins, mm. and it was um it's driven by the manager, but like we said before, the, the, the players lieutenants underneath that along with the captain who are controlling yeah. the environment in change room, so it was a culture that we just carried on from the years gone before us. Mm. What was your favourite? year or team because I remember obviously Champions League Chelsea United Moscow 2007 that was a powerful powerful yeah, lineup. that's the best team like, is, that, is, that the, is that for me for you your best United yeah, team that, you that was in? our peak like that, the year before and that year where we was like tip top like, you got Ronaldo becoming the best player in the world yeah. then you got Tevez you got Wayne Rooney mm. one of the best 10 players in the world You've got behind that like Carrick and Skulls in midfield, like Giggsy out wide. Giggsy was actually coming on the, off the bench a lot of the time. Mm. Yeah. Nani as well. And you've got like um, 
Oh, in Argy, he's won the Champions League already at Bayern, mm. top player. And then you had the defenders and, the, and the Edwin van der Sar. So we had like, the, the best thing about our team when like, people say, well, what was so good about your team? We could, we could win most ways. We could win yeah, by yeah. taking the ball off you and, and, and keeping the ball and being like a team that controlled possession. But we could also play on the back foot and soak up pressure and bang you on the counter-attack. Do you know what I mean? And, and, but where you could also roll our sleeves up and go to our away places where some teams get rolled over, but we wouldn't. And you had depth. Yeah, yeah and we had our squad was a joke. Yeah, so our depth. Sometimes on the bench, you're looking at, we got Louis Saha, Nani, Anderson. Like, it was like mental, like some of the players. Giggsy's on the bench. Like, it's Can crazy. we have an appreciation there for Louis Saha? Because a lot of people don't What's realise. You played with him at Fulham. No, well, I, I, I just Fulham. missed him. I oh, played mate. against him, but a lot of people don't realise how good and, and and you hear a lot of people now say when in interviews best striker that I've played with or against his name actually comes up really when you talk about oh, sorry go on no I was just going to say I played in Deadly King's testimonial right and and, and I was like um, he could still play he was retired then and I thought what a player well, Wayne Rooney used to do that bit of skill didn't he when the boys coming to him he'd take it in that day and yeah, take it outside Ginola he, it. yeah he got that off Louis Saha he probably got off Ginola mm. do you know what I mean but uh, so Louis I remember he took a penalty against Celtic away in the Champions League, missed it. Come in at half-time, the manager went, Louis, what are you doing? You took the penalty with your left foot. What foot are you, for fuck's sake? He went, I don't know. <laughs> Didn't know what foot he was. It's like mental, <laughs> like a lunatic. But he was so quick, so strong. His movement was like right, his opposite movement and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But like, we just couldn't stay fit in the end. But Vidic said he's the hardest player to play against. Yeah. In training. Yeah, I've heard that from a few times. Mental. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, our squad depth was like phenomenal. Like we had a really, and we had a great, great bunch of lads as well. As important as anything, lads that all got on with each other, travelled all around Europe with each other, and just got on. Yeah, and you looked like you had fun as well. Was was this the era of, um, or was this later of um, you've been murked? That was before. I, I got murked. Yeah, Crouchy got as unbelievable. Yeah. That, I think. Right, and this is my theory, a bit like when you talk about the value of players now and the value of yourself in your prime now. That was a show before its time. Obviously a rip yeah. of, what was it, the Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Punked. 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 Yeah. yeah. But um, I think if you redid that now... Oh, yes. I think it would be fucking Well, massive. while you say it, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive. You know how so many things have been bought, Biker Grove yeah. has been bought back now. Mm. Things we'll like that. Do you remember the back. one where, so obviously like, I, I remember it, obviously I was playing for England at the time. Do you remember the one with Bex? That where, was unbelievable. Where he, obviously what, when we're in the Lowry, right, in Manchester, you can imagine obviously like, the amount of kind of people outside the hotel was mainly for Bex, right? Mm. And he got in a car, and lie down on the floor. Remember, and you had cameras in the car. Yeah. I always remember it. So yes, my, it, was, it, was, it was actually yeah. my driver, right, who rigged up his car with cameras to go and take Bex to his Adidas commercial that he had to go and shoot from the Lowry. He, he had to come in the the, the, the car park underneath because there's loads of fans as crash. So that's outside. Gets in the car and he goes on the floor. I'm in, I'm in like a a little room watching the camera or in a car, or whatever. And all of a sudden, I see him get on the floor. And I'm sitting there going, "What is it? Like, I, I've never seen anything like this." Get on the floor. He's getting on the floor, like so he can get out and like <laughs> TV. So no dog. one sees him. Yeah, mad because paparazzi will follow him everywhere. Yeah. So he gets out, and it's like, in the end, by the end of it, I'm panicking because he thought he was getting kidnapped. <gasps> so he thought he was actually getting. He's going Mossad. side. The so geezer's taking him to Mossad. side. They genuinely weren't in on it. Like you so weren't the driver in on said. It, the driver said to him, "No, I wasn't in it. It was obviously no, Rio's thing." I mean, thing. like. We, 
no, like, we had no like when you were doing these things. It no, wasn't... they didn't know nothing. So, That's so the so driver good. said to him, um, so he goes, "You're going the wrong way, mate." And and uh, Bex has said that to the driver, and he goes, "No, nah, I'm just going to go to my mate's uh, house because he'd love to meet you." And he goes, yeah, yeah, "I yeah. don't want to go there." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah, but we'll just do it five minutes. Don't take. Uh, five minutes. <laughs> it was unreal, mate. And then he jumps out of the car, a moving car. This is before like a championship began. To jumps out of a moving car at lights in Mossside. And I'm thinking, if he gets run over, I am in banging trouble. So I've jumped out of the car and going, Bex! <laughs> and he's like, he's running like, he's running away from the, like, he thinks he's being chased. <laughs> wow! And in the end, he obviously recognised my voice and he's turned around and he's going, oh, fucking hell, I didn't know what was going on. Like, <laughs> like laughing and that. But like, yeah, he took it well, to be fair, too. Not wow. saying crashy, show, crashy did as well. What a yeah. show. You did it with a few people, didn't you? There was a, yeah. there was a few episodes on that. Uh, did, was I always remember one? Gary Neville's one, funny, right? yeah. Gary Neville's one was in the car park, right? Because yeah. I, I always remember it. And the, the fella said to him, look, you won't get a ticket, don't worry, uh, just give me a couple of tickets for the match. And, like, I know if it was me in that situation, I'd just go, don't worry, mate, I'll sort you a couple of tickets yeah, out. Yeah, same and as then me. We'll, let's call it switch. But, you know, he's, yeah. he won't have it, will he? No. He's like, nah, it's not right. <laughs> give, give, he went, give me the ticket, I'd rather the ticket he's going, get you a ticket. He's going to stop. <laughs> Unbelievable. There's no way you're getting any tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we've got to find this stuff and get it back out there again. Yeah, Giggsy was in on that one. Yeah. Who else had that? Wayne Rooney's one was unbelievable. Oh, with dog. yeah. With his missus, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, the she, dog. She, she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was, was in on amazing. it. What was the Rooney one? Oh. What, so you had to organise all this, right? Yeah. This was all your personal relationships. Yeah. So Colleen was, I had to speak to Colleen and say to Colleen, we've got to get him to a, um, a, a dog, like a, a dog home where there's the vets and stuff like that. So she got him there and he was like, what the hell are we getting? And she was like, no, we're going to sponsor some dogs or whatever. So he went there, he's, you could see he's trudging in going, for fuck's sake, I'd rather be at home on the sofa. <laughs> so he gets in there and while he's in there waiting to support and sponsor a dog or something, something kicks off in one of the rooms and the geezer says to him, can you come in here? He's looking at a dog or something and all of a sudden, all he hears the, the, the dog's, um, what is it, that the computer's in that flat line. <laughs> and the geezer goes, right, hold this, hold the water or whatever. So he's got the water up like that, Wazza standing like that. <laughs> And the geese goes, wait now, come back in a minute. And Wazza, the camera's like, Wazza's standing like that. And he's, you can see him going, <laughs> and Colleen's in the corner laughing. But she knows. Yeah. And then um, oh. in the end, the dog dies. It's obviously not a real dog, by the way. <laughs> the dog dies. And there's a, as he comes out, there's a kid that he met on the way in, done an autograph for, it's his dog. <laughs> and the kid freaks out, oh, going, Are you have let my dog die? And Wazza's like, Wazza's going, I didn't know fucking <laughs> <laughs> it was wow, funny. Oh, it was funny. Who dreamed up these things? It was you oh, and what, so someone. Good. Yeah, me and a team of people. Team yeah, I love so that. Oh, this is what I mean. This is yeah, so that like is, that's TV gold days. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. sort of a corn, no, corn kind of. Bring, bring it back, it back out. Bring it back out, man. Let's bring What's it back. What's the next tournament? Yeah, <laughs> let's bring next it back. Next summer, we'll do it. <laughs> right, Bree. So just. Obviously now, like I work with you and Big T, like you got loads going on. Like, did you ever think mm. that you would, you know, kind of go into this world, or we, 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 we like, did you plan for it, or did you do coaching badges and think I might coach or manage? Of like, yeah, I, I, I kind of thought when I got to about twenty eight, twenty nine, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I think you might be the same. But mm. I just thought I don't know if I, I want to be a manager and or a coach. But I love I love media. I've got a, a charity foundation that's still going there um, that helps kids, um, among other things. And I was like, I, I love I, I like doing all of it. So I'm going to 
pursue all of these things so that when I retire, I've got like five or six things that I can go into that are either up and running. Mm. Um, I've got a management company of players, agency. Like, mm. So when I retired, I actually wanted to be a manager. But obviously my, my, my missus at the time died. Mm. So I couldn't give the time. If you're going to be a manager, you know you're all in. So I couldn't, mm. with three kids... I couldn't give the time that was required to be a manager or a coach. So that was kind of mm. put to one side immediately. And then media was the the, the next best thing, really. So mm. I went straight into media and I've got a podcast. Shout out five podcasts. If you don't follow it, follow it now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> subscribe, turn notifications on. Um, but uh, no, nah, so um, that's what I've kind of got into. I've immersed myself into it. We have a great time on there when we mm. do shows together. Mm. So I love it. Yeah, it, like with the BT stuff and obviously the TNT sports stuff yeah. now, I should say. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy it because we're around football yeah. still and you're around football people all the time. And I think that's what kind of, like this is a lot of fun and, you know, get to speak to good, you know, fantastic people. But like being around the live games is kind of what we're about. Yeah, do you feel you've got, without saying patronising, and I say the same to Pete and Sid, it's like, do you feel you've got better at that? Do you sort of... When you started, you were just going in, you didn't really know how to deal with situations or live TV or anything like that. Do you kind of respect what this role as pundit is for fans and do you think you've become better at it? I think with time you get better anyway and you're more aware of yourself and of what you should do and what you need to do. But I mm. think my, I always just stand by one thing is that I need Beryl and Bob who watch <laughs> five games a season, <laughs> mostly big tournaments, to understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And I can make a clear picture for them. If I can make a clear picture for them who watch minimal amounts of football, the people that watch a lot of football will get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So that's all, that's the kind of, that's, that's my, mm. my, my target, really. So it's, mm. um, it's, it's, but it is, a, listen, it's a privilege, really, to be able to go to work every day with your mates at a game that I'd probably want to pay to get into yeah. anyway. And just chat about it. It's, not, it's unbelievable. That's the truth, isn't it? Yeah, it's not every game, is it? We've had some bad. Yeah, we've had some, <laughs> been some bad yeah, ones yeah. along the way. Shout out to Bear and Bob, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, I think we need to hear if you are Beryl or a Bob oh, listening to this podcast right now. Get in touch because yeah. you, you know this is. True. You could be a car or a, or a Karen, yeah, yeah, isn't it? But don't want to be a Karen these days. The real ones yeah. are the Beryls and the Bobs. Beryl and Bobs. Be a Beryl and a Bob, not a Carl or a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I think let's get into a few messages with Rio in a sec can you please Peter I can't wait to see you explain this explain the whole Jose Enrique situation with this podcast <laughs> tough one to explain <laughs> uh, so one of the listeners has got in touch with us right and found Jose Enrique's shoes um, on eBay previously worn by Jose Enrique Newcastle Liverpool you know fullback uh, and anyway he's got these shoes and we've said right we're going to give you these shoes. Um, they've been donated to the podcast. And we said, well, we'll give one lucky listener, anyone who emails in, the full Jose Enrique experience. So I'm talking behind the velvet rope, thinking Porium Sugar Reef, like back <laughs> in the day. Like, so we, we said we'd give one lucky listener an experience as Jose Enrique. So what we've done, Rio, is we've said, we'll send you the shoes. You have to wear the shoes on a night out. This lad got in touch and he said, uh, I'll go to Park Lane Nightclub in um, Torquay. In Torquay. And uh, we said we'd put him up in his local three-star and we'd buy him drinks all night, basically, if he wears yeah. Jose Enrique's Yeah, we'd get shoes. a sweet, but in a three-star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Jose. Anyway, this is his night. Not anymore. They are yours, mate. And obviously, Jose Enrique, full experience. Welcome to my world, mate. Welcome, Welcome to my world. Welcome to my world, you know. Yeah. He's in a nightclub with a football shirt on. Yeah, that's, Love it. Uh, that's the Ted Lasso shirt that okay. we provided for him. Love it. 
That video is incredible. When I see that, it was incredible. Does he know what shoes went out, Jose Enrique? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's across it. Yeah, horrendous. Gucci loafers so the idea with this we thought was um, listeners can sort of nominate what they would do as Jose and Rika on a night out like if they want that experience tell us your local town uh, your local nightclub will then speak to the nightclub and get you looked after. Like, mm-hmm. imagine Jose Enrique walking into that club. That's basically it. So basically, mm. we've got the shoes back now and we're going to do another experience for someone else. And uh, actually got a message here from Sam from Blackburn. He says, uh, Dear Peter, Sids and uh, the BBQC, uh, barbecue cunt that is uh, <laughs> uh, my, my friend Louis is getting married in August and like you Crouch he's signing for Burnley he's signing his life away uh, we, have, we have planned to take him to Blackpool on Saturday the 29th of July to celebrate his inevitable demise um, we are uh, umming and ahhing about uh, dressing him up and doing the full Josie and Rika experience came to mind the experience could be heightened um, by Statman Dave's recent backdoor VIP experience in Blackpool he could even hook up and uh, come along to celebrate I thought this might tie nicely with the next Jose Enrique instalment let mm. me know Sam see this is so wow. good because yes I was DJing in Blackpool recently and I did bring along Statman Dave and he he had what he described on this podcast as um, what was it a, a backdoor VIP experience yeah. um all it yeah. was was he came in through a back door to okay. DJ. Oh, I, was, I, was, I was DJing. I was thinking another topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we all were, Rio. We all were. Um, okay, I think this is. I think this is more like it because we we haven't sent out the shoes for a stag do yet. Mm. And I've got a feeling if he went out in Blackpool on a Saturday night wearing the shoes and the Ted Lasso shirt, he's going to get a lot of attention, mm. isn't he? Yes, it's kind of That's massive. Hundred percent. I think Rio should make the decision on this, but we've got another message here who wants potentially another um, Jose Enrique experience. This one is, good morning, gents. Uh, my birthday's on the 18th of November. Nowhere near Crouchfest, I know, but me and the lads are thinking about coming down from, from Yorkshire for my birthday. I was thinking instead of going on a night out as Jose Enrique, is this possible? I'd love the opportunity to come to Crouchfest dressed as the man himself. I'm talking full kit wanker, shin pads included, plus shoes. Uh, if this is possible, uh, it'd be a fantastic for, uh, for me and the lads to do. Hope to hear back from you soon. Kind of regards, Christopher. I think that wins it. Do you? Yeah. At, at Crouchfest. Crouch Makes sense, I think. Does I make just, a lot of sense. I just wonder, with Crouchfest, we should be getting Jose Enrique there, shouldn't we? What, in the shoes? Ooh. I think we should, shouldn't well, that get be... A couple, get a couple of them there and vote the best Jose Enrique. Yeah, oh. I agree. Yeah, that's good. I think we should have a Jose Enrique on stage Yeah, and then have... You know that the so naked Jose Enrique idol. You know, like a you naked mean? attraction, like yeah, some, great idea. Some great idea. Boots and knees, doubly mm. knees, and then some. And then it goes the up best every one. time. The best one wins. Yeah. But I like the Blackpool one. I think the Blackpool could really heighten this. Well, they're two different dates, aren't they? Um, Crouchfest isn't till early November, so they're talking about doing this in October for that. So I think Rio's right. We can arrange that for around Crouchfest potentially, although we don't want to give all our secrets away, but we do want Jose Enrique there. And this other one in July, the um, stag do, we do that, 
there's a hotel in Blackpool called the Dorchester, I think. Not that one. Levels, there's levels, isn't there? I think it could be perfect. <laughs> we'll get you uh, some sort of accommodation in Blackpool. Uh, um, what, what, what do you think, Pete? Um, Bit of both? I, I'm, I'm comfortable with both. If we can manage yeah. both, you know what I mean? I want everyone to have the Jose Enrique experience. Not everyone can live like Jose Enrique, but we can make it happen for them. I wouldn't have put him down as living like that, but I'm impressed. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> incredible night. All right. Well, we'll look into that. We'll let you know if we go with one of those and keep sending through uh, any ideas for what you could do with uh, uh, if you were Jose Enrique for the night. Especially like spell it out to us. Tell us what you want to do. Dinner where? Club where? Pre-drinks, after drinks, strip clubs, anything. Just let us <laughs> know and we can arrange it all. Let's do a few messages then. This one's from Robert. It says, lads, let's get the parching out of the way early. Massive fan of the podcast since you started and haven't missed an episode. This is the first ever message I've sent to a podcast show or anything similar, as I always felt a bit too parched doing so. <laughs> okay. However, I felt this was absolutely necessary given recent events. For context, my wife and I emigrated from the UK to Australia five years ago, having done quite a bit of travelling. Recently, and having not been on holiday or done much travelling for a while, my wife announced that she wanted to go to Fiji or somewhere else a bit different. Sensing an opportunity, but not I know where this is going. Yeah, exactly. Sensing an opportunity, <laughs> but not expecting too much, I acknowledged her enthusiasm for a holiday, but suggested she looked at Vanuatu as a more authentic Pacific island break. Long story short, we're now heading to Vanuatu. Well played, Rob. <laughs> On 11th of July wow. for eight days, so he's in Vanuatu, I reckon, right now, with my significant other, none the wiser that the silly little podcast I listen to and laugh along to weekly is the inspiration for this trip. Wow. Needless to say, I will take every opportunity to pass the pod while we're there. Keep up the great work and thanks for the anecdotes and laughter. Rob. Wow. wow. That's, that's that, fantastic. That's massive. Oh, that's massive. Do you know what? So we, we we had no. I don't know if you're across this room, but we had no clue about the island of Vanuatu, right? It's I think it's off Fiji, right? It's off. It's an island mm. somewhere, and uh, we have no. We had no clue about it, but like people listen from there. And anyway, wow. we've been in touch with the ambassador of Vanuatu, and he's come over to London, and he wants to meet us and take us there. And then. Um, Free already. On Vizali. Well, we were invited to the embassy. Uh, we? Yeah, we, yeah, we in, in London. Oh, yeah, right. so um, it's, I, I, it's I, become kind of like it's global. our cult kind of destination. Yeah. We, we dream of doing the He's taking his missus there. there and she doesn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm wow. a massive fan of this sort of thing. So it's a bit like um, when I got married, our first dance was your song, Elton John. And I kind of said it's just a nice song. But obviously, it's because I'm a Watford it's a fan. Watford. Huge, yeah. and I quite like when you can sneak in the football mm. thing into where you get married, your first dance. Yeah. It's like if you're a fan of this podcast and you have a thousand miles, Vanessa Carlton as your first dance. Mm. It's kind of, it sounds cute to yeah. your missus, but really, you're basically just pass, passing the pod to, yeah. to yeah. everyone yeah. at your wedding. Have you heard of Vanuatu, Ray? Never come across it. No, no, never. I mean, it's supposed to be a spectacular place. Yeah, uh, let us know. Yeah. I, I like a freebie. Yeah, yeah, well, like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the pod from there, mate. We're trying. A live pod. We're trying. Rio, do you want to do one of the messages here? This one from Callum, Callum. at the bottom there. This is from Callum, yeah? Yeah. Hello, boys. I hope you're all good. Big fan of the pod. I'm a funeral director from Bude. I hope I said that right. Bude, yeah. Bude. Our office is right around the corner from the famous Bude Tunnel Ooh. adjacent to Sainsbury's, mm, which my other incredible. half's mum was top dog at. Wow. 
That's, okay. that's interesting. <laughs> the tunnel is right across the road from the from Bude and North Cornwall Golf Course. I know you're into your golf, so after the pod, if you fancy a four ball, let's make it happen. I'll cover your green fees if you cover the pint after. Let me know, chaps. Oh, that's big. I don't know. I don't know if you're across the Bude Tunnel. What uh, a tunnel. Really. It's a uh, it's it's one of the most uh, incredible destinations in in the UK, really, isn't it? Mm. Uh, just lots of people go on there. Um, on TripAdvisor and, and leave leave comments. We did an about episode it. about tunnels. Um, this is like informative. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, yeah this is, this is basically we done an episode on on football tunnels, yeah. and somehow I got onto Euro Tunnel. Best and tunnel for you, Blackwall. Blackwall. <laughs> oh, Black Black no, actually, Rob Rath Tunnel. Rob Rath Tunnel. Oh, fuck. Blackwall. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Vampire Ride on oh, that. Okay. Uh, so basically, it got onto there's a famous Bew Tunnel, TripAdvisor. Okay. But basically, it is right next door to Sainsbury's. And it would look something like a um, trolley. Yeah, like rack. a trolley park. Yeah. Like a trolley. Yeah, okay. But like, yeah. where people genuinely go there. Yeah, but it's like 100 yards long. Yeah, it's, it's Christmas holiday. Weirdos, isn't it? Weirdos go there. Sorry, it's just the British public. It's what, it's, it's, what they, it's what we all do. We, it's got its own yeah. trip advisor. That's yeah. it. So yeah. say no more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's be, a part culture now. It is. It's kind of place that Rio. If you're ever going through there with the family, you want to. It'll be like you know when you pass Stonehenge and you just need to pop out and have a quick picture with the family. Mm. It's kind of shit, yeah. but you need to get a photo. Don't so, put Stonehenge is shit. Well, it is. Uh, okay, <laughs> is that what you're saying? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice like, idea, you, isn't once it? Once you like, you wouldn't drive fucking hours. Yeah, yeah. If you're going you, through like, there, you, you, if you're going through there, I don't know. Ten like, minute detour, you go let's and have a look. There's a few stones. I don't, I don't think there's yeah. much. To, I don't think you're even allowed to climb on the stones. So. No? No, 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 no. You're not even in the. Radius of it. So it's no Butte yeah. Tunnel, is it? Let's no. be honest. At least the Butte Tunnel, you can go right through there and experience. I like things. this message. One is the Butte Tunnel, and two is golf. Mm. Yes, I think we can make this happen. Yeah. I thought you'd like that. Yeah. And actually, boys, that's great because um, put this on Twitter the other day. I said, right, I'm biting the bullet. I've signed up to do a um, round of golf with some dads at my daughter's school. First ever proper round of golf. This will be. Like so it. I've got a um, couple of weeks now to just learn this sport oh, God. to such a level that's that I have to Made their golf course as well. Good luck. It's, it's people are, do people are giving years to this oh. game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 like. I'm too late because the thing is, right, I'm 36 and um, I, I'm starting this sport. What f it feels quite late, but all my mates enjoy it and go away on trips. And the amount of times Crouchy has said like, and it's I can never do it because I can't I can't play. Mm. So I've committed to doing one round of golf and I'm going to throw everything at this and just pray I have some sort of natural ability. Good luck, mate. I've done yeah. 10 years. I'm telling you now, it's, I'm still nowhere near where I want yeah. to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe that's it, isn't it? It's the climb. Uh, it's yeah. just like, I'm never going to be satisfied anyway, but I've got to start somewhere, haven't I? Mm. You, 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 don't look in, you don't look enthused. No, no, I, ju I just know how hard it is. I know how hard it is. You're going to find it tough. <laughs> so, when, when, so what stage do I need to be at where I can join you boys for golf? No, you can come round with us. Anytime. Like, anytime. I can't. No, you can. Moment, can you, can. Yeah. you can. You uh, can. I've got a message here from Callum. Um, and he says, uh, so back in the 90s, Eric Cantlar was in his peak of his powers. My dad bared uh, a massive resemblance to him. So much so that he made it into the local papers with pictures of him comparing him to Cantona. The irony being my dad's a scouser and a massive Liverpool fan. Can't remember how it evolved to this, but at some point my dad ended up going in a limo ride with Eric. <laughs> Later, my dad was asked to play the double in a Cantona movie. He ended up not getting it as Eric had put on some weight at the time. 
Scouse Eric. Hold on a minute. He, he got in a, a limo ride with the Eric Cantwell. Cantwell. There's a bit of that story that is so key that's missing. Yeah. But How be, did that happen? That's, that's amazing. I feel for um, body doubles and tribute acts of famous pop stars and people because it feels to me it's one thing if at some point you look like them but then if they do anything if they put on a lot of weight or they change their appearance you, you're expected to do the same mm. but you're just an everyday person mm. do you know what I mean? And some people go radical some people do massive things with their hair and um, mm. all sorts if you're a Rio Ferdinand tribute artist <laughs> you know or stunt double you're fucked large parts of his career aren't you because he just changes so much yeah yeah that's true I had a mate called um, I had a mate who looked like David Beckham but David Beckham when he was skinhead and two earrings oh, and leather yeah. jacket yeah. That, that David Beckham and uh, we used to call him Dave from Peckham <laughs> <laughs> well I think it's just time for me to say uh, Rio yeah. what an absolute pleasure to have you on honestly 100% I owe you one <laughs> so uh, I knew that on the way in there no, honestly, it's been it's been fantastic. So thanks, well, thanks, guys. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, "What can we do to sell this house?" Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to a load of pricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Load of pricks, load of pricks.net.